This is a Chinese spy balloon over the United States, over Montana. It's just floating in the sky. I've never heard about this before, ever, actually. The only foreign enemy aircraft that have flown over the United States, as far as I know, uh, were Russian planes that were authorized to do so to inspect our missile systems, to make sure we were complying with um, arms control agreements. And we did the same thing with them. The Chinese have a balloon over America. And Joe Biden does not want to shoot this thing down. They actually asked him, and he doesn't want to shoot it down. Um, people on the ground are, are kind of wondering about this, with good reason. Here's the moon. Right. And then there's that. What planet is that? Yeah, it's not a planet. It's a Chinese satellite, in a way, flying over America. I'm actually officially worried. Aren't you? I heard that general say we're going to be at war with China by 2025, and Joe Biden is just uh, sitting back. Remember when Sputnik, who's old enough to remember Sputnik, right? That made a lot of people very upset. This is a lot lower than Sputnik. And it's just sitting there over Montana. I think it calls for presidential action, don't you? We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, the Democrat, Ilan Omar of Minnesota, she's got a lot of cards to play. She can play the race card. She can play the woman card. She can play the Muslim card. And she plays them from, yep, the bottom of the deck. She was playing them all today because she didn't get something that she wanted. The gentlewoman is recognized. This debate today, it's about who gets to be an American. What opinions do we get to have, do we have to have to be counted as Americans? No, it actually is about who gets to be on the Foreign Relations Committee, and that's not you. She didn't get a committee assignment that she wanted. You know, even Swalwell and Schiff, when they weren't allowed to be on the Intelligence Committee, yeah, they went on CNN and complained about it, but uh, she is... <laughs> this is a drama queen, right? This is about America. Hey, the Republicans who were not let on uh, committees by Mitch McConnell? You haven't heard about that, have you? No, no one cares. It's just all about Elon Omar and the cards that she has to play. There's more, a lot more. This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. There is this idea that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant, or if you are from certain parts of the world, or a certain skin tone, or a Muslim. Oh my goodness gracious. This cartoonish idea she has of America, this country that she lives in, she does not understand. Immigrant, we love immigrants. America is made of immigrants, okay? Those who came here illegally though, okay? Legally, you gotta come here legally. You can't come here like this. Did she say something about skin color? We got a problem with skin color. Right, right, right. Republicans have a problem with skin color, right? These are some of the heroes right now. Uh, what else? Oh, Muslim, 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 Muslim. Well, September 11, 2001 happened, right? And I don't like how America responded in many ways. We were too slow in getting to Afghanistan. Yeah, George W. Bush waited about six weeks, and then we went to Iraq. But there was something that I thought was really a great move by George W. Bush. 
In the days after 9-11, he made it clear that we were at war with al-Qaeda, not Muslims. Okay, And he went to those mosques in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere to let the world know that we understand Islam and this is not about a faith. This is about terrorists. Okay, But I guess uh, Elon Omar was not in America when that happened, and she missed that. And she went back to her silly, cartoonish, negative view of what this country is all about. It is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. Ooh, the secret Muslim part. Uh, yeah. Well, you're going to have to talk to Hillary Clinton. More on that in a moment. Uh, but Barack Obama has been publicly, uh, to say the least, ambivalent and confusing about his faith. What I was suggesting, you're absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith. And you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come at my, my Christian faith. And, well, what I'm saying is that he hasn't suggested that I'm, right. that I'm uh, a Muslim. Did you catch that, right? My Muslim faith. My Muslim faith. I think that's what he said. I just want to be sure. What I was suggesting, you're absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith. And you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come faith. at my, my Christian faith. And, well, what I'm saying is he hasn't it's suggested that I'm, right. that I'm, that I'm uh, a Muslim. Maybe he is a secret Muslim. And by the way, being a Muslim is fine. It's the secretive part, right? Secretive Christians, secretive Muslim. Why be, why be secretive about it? I've read enough of Barack Obama's books, yes, to know that he was, growing up, a bit ambivalent about a lot of things, including religion. All right, back to Elon Omar and her horrifically prejudiced view of what this country is. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump led a birther movement that falsely claimed he was born in Kenya. Because to them, falsely labeling the first and only president of the United States of America, a Muslim and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Ooh, wrong again, Elon. If you have a problem with the birtherism movement, go see Hillary Clinton and her friend Sidney Blumenthal. You probably missed this as well, but Hillary ran against Barack Obama in 2007 and 2008, and they did not like him, and they were pushing the idea that maybe he came from Kenya, uh, so much so that in 2008, the Obama campaign released his birth certificate, which in its own way actually raised some questions because the font was modern. The font was not 1961 font, so it actually did not solve the question. I'm not saying I had it, but this actually made me think, why is it modern font? They wanted to keep the, uh, the guessing going. That's my opinion. They wanted, they were trying to make uh, fools out of people. Ultimately, uh, he did release his original birth certificate going back to 1961. Not a, not a rendition of the birth certificate or a piece of paper that said there was a birth certificate, but the actual birth certificate. Uh, but again, this was a Hillary Clinton Democrat operation that got all the talk about where was he born, where all that stuff. All right. Back to uh, Elon and her crazy, her crazy day today. Again, all because she did not get the committee assignment that she wants. I am Muslim. I am an immigrant. 
and interestingly, from Africa. Oh, yeah, this part. Actually, that's not that interesting. I looked it up. There are 2.1 million people living in America who were born in Africa. It might be interesting for 10 seconds if you met her at a cocktail party. You're from Africa. Great. I'm from Montana. She's from Japan. Then what are you going to talk about? Okay, that's America, babe. Next, please. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Again, it's the anti-Semitism, all right? That's the stuff that got you in trouble. And even Democrats uh, condemned you for it and do today. Uh, what else did she say just there? Oh, the targeting part. That's the ultimate status symbol in Washington, D.C. Because when you're targeted, that means you're important, and it also means you get security. And, oh, boy, do they love having those guys with the sunglasses and the earpieces. That's, uh, that's status, and that's what they're after. Okay, a little bit more. They see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced. Frankly, it is expected. Because when you push power power pushes back. Representation matters. Continuing to expand our ideas of who is American and who can partake in the American experience, experiment, is a good thing. I am an American. An American who was sent here. An American who was sent here. So condescending. Her indignation lecturing America about what America is. Um, we don't need the lecture. America does not need the lecture. Anybody who has any sense of history knows that people came from all over the place to come to America, right? Uh, everywhere. Ellis Island. Go, go visit. Have you ever been? I wonder, I wonder. And my most favorite image of them all, Donald J. Trump during the Republican National Convention at the swearing-in ceremony for those amazing people who took the oath of citizenship at the White House. They're from all over the world, and we love that. We love that. All right, back to that uh, crazy person. My leadership and voice will not be diminished if I am not on this committee for one term. My voice will get louder and stronger, and my leadership will be celebrated around the world as it has been. Wow. I mean, all right, maybe not crazy. Delusional. Delusional. Around the world, they're celebrating this one member of Congress. You can go ahead and think that. I don't think it's such a big deal. Uh, some of her... Oh, these are squad members, right? Nobody ever talks about the squad anymore, but this is Rashid Tlaib who I think may be in need of medical and psychiatric care uh, right now. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. To Omar, the gentlewoman's so time sorry, has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. Wow. Uh, Again, she did not get to sit on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Isn't this, how long has she been in Congress? It's, it's just, it's not a big deal. There are plenty of other committees that she gets to be on. Do you notice who's behind uh, to leave there? That's Cori Bush. She was uh, shedding tears. Very emotional, very emotional day for her. Uh, she's accustomed to uh, pretending she's homeless. That's what she uh, often does. A member of Congress uh, has 
fair amount of prestige and status, but she chose to have a sit-in and pretend that she's homeless. Remember that? All right. Oh, this is good. AOC. I mean, <laughs> uh, being outraged, that's what she does. And she's pretty good at it. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Very good, but not an all-time performance. By, this is like third place, fourth place. I think the best was when she wore the white and she flapped her arms around like she was 11 years old. And uh, she wanted to go back to the beach, but her family said it was time to come home. Watch both the arms go. Uh, both arms go up pretty soon. Here we go. Yep, that's the 11-year-old who wants to go back to the beach. Uh, anyway, let's find out why she really is not allowed on this committee, okay? From Nancy Pelosi who observed her horrible remarks over the years, Congresswoman Omar's use of anti-Semitic tropes and prejudicial accusations about Israel supporters is deeply offensive. We condemn these remarks and we call upon Congresswoman Omar to immediately apologize for these hurtful comments. Well, apologies are great, but there are some people who are not going to let that go. And I'm one of them, actually. And... Um, you just don't understand the country you're living in, do you? Because some of our heroes, and I'm talking about MAGA, all right? I'm a MAGA guy. I, I Make America great again. Is there a problem? Some of my personal heroes, Congresswoman Omar, came from elsewhere, far away. And they have different skin color than mine. And we love them for their ideas, okay? We've got Dinesh D'Souza, one of the world-class geniuses of the conservative movement. Who else? Harmeet Dillon. Uh, I was kind of rooting for her, by the way. She's an amazing person. I believe she's from India. Myra Flores. Too bad she's not in the House of Representatives. Mexican-born, served in the House. And also, don't forget, Ted Cruz. Yes, he was born in Canada. All right, you got it, Elon Omar? So much, so much you have to learn about this country. How did you become a member of the House of Representatives? What was Minnesota thinking? I'll be right back. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I really don't know okay. if the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that there was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. And you, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. in Delaware? Not no. that I remember at all. At all. So, we'll see. <laughs> all right, you don't have to be a forensic psychologist to know that this guy has just been busted. The laptop is totally his. It could be. Certainly not. Could, yeah, maybe, I don't know what, I'm right, all over the map. Now, everybody knows the laptop is Hunters. For years now, we've known, actually. Um, journalistic organizations, the New York Times, a lot of people very late to the game. The New York Post first broke the story. All that incriminating stuff in that uh, laptop, uh, stuff about hunters, stuff about the old man, stuff about money, China, Burisma, you name it, it's in the laptop. Hottest story of the century. 
and it's kicked off of social media. Big tech shuts it down. The FBI whispering in the ears of big tech executives. You want to stay away from this story. It's Russia disinformation. Well, it's been now quadruple 400 times checked. It checks out. This is a laptop. And now we know that from Hunter Biden's own lawyers. This is Abby Lowell, one of those super lawyers, uh, been around for a long time in Washington, D.C., uh, heavyweight guy, and uh, he's firing threatening letters all over town, some friendly letters to people that he wants to get to investigate the poor guy who owned the computer shop. This is a letter from Hunter Biden's lawyer to the Department of Justice. We write on behalf of our client, Robert Hunter Biden, to request an investigation into, yep, John Mac Isaac, the guy who discovered the laptop, the guy who waited three months. It says right on the ticket, if you don't claim it in three months, it becomes the property of the store. That guy, they ruined his life <laughs> several times already, and now they want the Justice Department to investigate him. Why? Uh, let's see. Mr. Isaac unlawfully accessed Hunter Biden's personal data. All right, again, with that quadruple, double, 4,000th time, we know it's his laptop. Is anybody asking Joe Biden about what he said about this? It's amazing that he can go in public in front of reporters and not be asked about the lie he told 100 million people. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what is this that's where exactly you're going? What this is going. where he's going. Wow. Uh, the swamp did back up Joe with a really flimsy, suspicious letter, but gave him political cover. Can I see that line in the Abby Lowell letter one more time? Uh, Mr. Isaac unlawfully accessed Hunter Biden's personal data. That's the allegation. I don't believe it. He had every right to that laptop after a drunken hunter never paid his bill, by the way. Not only did he leave it there for uh, months and months and months, never came back. He didn't pay his bill. Nobody ever talks about that. Here's another letter they fired off. Uh, this one to the IRS. All right, this is Hunter Biden's lawyer. We write on behalf of our client, Robert Hunter Biden, to request that the Internal Revenue Service review the tax-exempt status of the Marco Polo USA organization, whose sole member is Garrett M. Ziegler. Now, Marco Polo did some incredible research uh, into the laptop. It's a nonprofit Think about this. Joe Biden's son, Hunter, he's the son of the president of the United States, and his lawyer is writing letters, very aggressive letters, to the Department of Justice, to the IRS, telling them to investigate things. Really, isn't that kind of like the president himself? If you're a bureaucrat, aren't you going to be extra intimidated by such a letter? This seems like a real problem to me, doesn't it? And Here's something else. They had the audacity to write a letter to Fox News Channel, all right, claiming that um, they defamed Hunter Biden because uh, remember that story? Uh, we all found out that Hunter was paying $50,000 a month rent, and it seemed for a time that he was paying his dad at the house. Turns out it was for an office, but 
That was like, that's like number 4,785 on the list of weird things Hunter Biden has done. Let's recap some of the weird things Hunter Biden has done. He has defamed himself. You can't. No one else can defame this guy. All right? And this is the worst. I mean, $50,000 rent check. How about hooking up with your brother's uh, wife? Huh? How about that? And, oh, how about when Joe Biden said that they were happy about this? They went to the beach together. They were discovered to be a couple. And they put out a statement. Hunter Biden's relationship with his brother's wife, they said, we are lucky that Hunter and Haley found each other as they were putting their lives together again after such sadness. They have mine and Jill's full and complete support, and we are happy for them. Now, I do want an update from the Bidens because after Hunter was through with Haley, he moved on to Haley's sister, Liz. Did, did you know that part of the story? It's true, okay? It's true. So, uh, <laughs> what's the other thing? Ooh, how about that poor little girl in Arkansas? Uh, deadbeat dad, Hunter, uh, denied paternity, then you know, fought it every step of the way. Now he doesn't even want that girl to take the, fi the Biden uh, name. Can't be a Biden. How's that? And here's one. And this is apart from Burisma and China and all that other weird stuff and the drugs and the prostitutes. Well, actually, it's prostitute related. He had his cousin, Caroline, seen there together on the beach, uh, find prostitutes for him. Uh, yeah. So how can he be defamed anymore? It's pretty sad. I hope he does get straightened out. The whole Biden family. I don't like them. I don't like them. But we love our fellow human beings, right? Seriously, we do. And then there's this. The FBI has an appointment with Mike Pence. They've uh, arranged it ahead of time. The FBI will be... I'm getting a little sick of the FBI again, aren't you? Look, I'm no Mike Pence fan, really, and I... I really don't like Joe Biden, but the FBI is getting a little bit carried away. The FBI, huh? Uh, they do realize they work for the country. We don't work for them. I wonder sometimes because I think they think they're on par, like they're almost a branch of government. Take a look at their location on Pennsylvania Avenue. They are, it's a huge complex, right in the middle, basically, between the White House and the Capitol. Um, High on their own supply? Do you know the Russia investigation actually started because Donald Trump fired James Comey? The most fireable guy in the world was fired by Donald Trump. And that started the Russia collusion investigation. They actually, it was started as an investigation to find out why they fired Comey. Um, and they're just so, I'm sorry, stuck on themselves. There is no finer institution than the FBI and no finer people than the men and women who work there and are its very beating heart. The FBI is composed of some of the finest people we will ever know, right? The reality is, is they protect us, they defend us, we go to sleep better at night because of what they do in our interests. The FBI is the best in the world, and I have great confidence that they will do good work. Unequivocally, the finest investigative team that exists on the planet is our FBI, without question. The FBI that I see is people, decent people, committed to the highest principles of integrity and professionalism and respect. No, unfortunately, no. It's sad, actually. This is the FBI, political and vicious, all right? Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, that's the FBI, all right? We don't trust them anymore. They're hassling, uh, they're hassling Mike Pence. 
Joe Biden, I give him a pass on, but the FBI should not have this kind of power. Something is very, very wrong. And I'll be right back. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. My fellow Americans, I come to you with only love and truths. Something that is missing from our chief in office. He's a liar, a cheat, a deceit. My friends, we all love truths and good news, and that's what Newsmax brought to us. We were able to, to rely on truths. Now the left are taking it down. So we, the people of America, should not be able to feel safe and see truths. Well, my friends, let us speak up now. Let us take our freedom of speech back our greatest asset in the land of the free, the freedom of one's right to be and to see the lies put upon this country. Wow, John Voight, thank you for that amazing actor, great patriot. You know what we're going through here, right? Um, AT&T's DirecTV last Wednesday removed us from the satellite, from their systems, and we lost 13 million homes. They can't get Newsmax anymore. They've done this before to another conservative channel. Uh, they say this is a cost-cutting move. That's not true. Actually, there are plenty of liberal channels with lower ratings that actually got more money than Newsmax. So this is crazy. President Trump is actually urging Americans, if you're a DirecTV subscriber, he says you should cancel them. Uh, he says if you're an AT&T customer for your cell phone or for your internet, consider canceling them. Tens of thousands of people have called AT&T, DirecTV, to let them know just how they feel. And even if you don't uh, get DirecTV or if this wasn't affecting you directly, this would be great, all right? Let them know that you support free speech and Newsmax. And you can also go to IWantNewsmax.com, call the numbers, or um, go to the website. And we appreciate it. We're still fighting. All right. Yesterday, there was that funeral for uh, Tyree Nichols and obviously a total outrage that he died in the manner that he died, what happened to him. This, And Kamala Harris gave a eulogy. And uh, look... I think that was over the top. I do, I do. I mean, this was carried on national television by two networks, the entire funeral. Nobody knew who this guy was the day before. I don't know. I think he should be alive, but the reaction has been over the top. And you'll notice that the president and the vice president, they only go to certain 
scenes in the aftermath of a tragedy, how do they pick? It's an interesting question, and it was posed by Newsmax's James Rosen today of the White House Press Secretary. Calls into question how the Biden White House goes about deciding which atrocities, which tragedies merit high-level attention from the president or the vice president. Uh, so in addition to the Nichols funeral, for example, we saw that the president called the parents of Damar Hamlin, an injured NFL player. I checked the White House website just before coming into the briefing room today, and I see no indication that the chief executive has at any time reached out to the family of Justin McIntyre, who was the police chief in Brackenridge, Pennsylvania, who was shot to death in the line of duty, a father of four. Why not? How about that, huh? Why doesn't President Biden talk about those kinds of cases? He's, he's very selective, right? He goes to places where he can play the race card, where he can stir up racial strife. We can connect the dots. We all know it. He went to Atlanta in such a hurry after those spa shootings to falsely say this was a white supremacy attack even though law enforcement, local, state, the FBI said it had nothing to do with white supremacy. He ran up to Buffalo, um, and in that case, there was a mass shooting, and that man may have had some white supremacy ideations, but uh, he went there but did not go to Boulder, Colorado, in the aftermath of a, of a shooting that got very little attention. Ten people were killed, and uh, the gunman said to be an Islamic extremist. But the president never went there. Why is that? You see the pattern. And we can go on and on and on like this. Joe is trying to stir up racial strife, racial and ethnic and religious strife. If you live in one of those neighborhoods and you have the same exact car I have in the other neighborhood, you pay more for your insurance than that side. No basis for it. None at all other than you're black and I'm white. Yeah, that's it, Joe. It's as simple as that. It has nothing to do with crime rates. It has nothing to do with... No, no just, just a racial thing, huh? That's what he does. And he thinks it accrues to his political benefit, maybe in the short term, but it's horrible for the country. We are having such a ridiculously stupid conversation about race to avoid having an important, albeit potentially uncomfortable one. I'm proud that I take a stab at it in my new book, Justice for All, how the left is wrong about law enforcement. And in that book, I make the case that Ashley Babbitt, in my opinion, she was murdered. Yeah, it's in the book. I talk about January 6th. And, uh, you know, look, Speaker McCarthy, he was off to a strong start, but he let me down. I think he let all of us down. He was asked about Ashley Babbitt and uh, her killer. This is what he said. This is what was asked. One of the first things Marjorie Taylor Greene said from the oversight dais was that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Mm -hmm. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered? Do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. Doing his job? Lieutenant Michael Byrd shooting an unarmed woman who posed no deadly threat to anyone? You know, that shooting, there's not a police department in the country that would say that that was a justified shooting. And even in the George Floyd Criminal Justice Act, uh, it would defy the parameters of a just use of force. How about these cops? Were they doing their job, Speaker McCarthy, when they just walked away for no reason? They just decided to take a coffee break at the moment of truth. There they go. Did it, did it, did it, did it. And then all hell breaks loose. And then 
Michael Byrd takes out his gun and he aims it. I notice the police officers are about to duck. You'll see that. They're pounding away. You see, they're not doing a damn thing. Is this okay with you, Speaker McCarthy? There's the duck. And there's the gun. Why aren't you stopping Ashley Babbitt if she poses such a threat? What the hell is going on? Speaker McCarthy, this is on you. you got to investigate this. Can't, this can't stand. This cannot stand. Be right back. Black and Hispanic officers use force far less frequently than white male officers. Problem is, like you said, few people of color want to be police officers. So a new look to the police force is going to take a new approach to targeting, acquiring, and training cops of color. Uh, that was one hell of a statement about who's committing the violence, and certainly what happened in Memphis doesn't seem to jive with that, right? What happened there, that awful thing. Uh, the victim happened to be black, but uh, the cops involved, all black as well. Um, we wanted to bring in somebody we really like and respect to get his insight into all of this. His name is Nate Sylvester. He was a Bellevue, Idaho police officer until he was, in my opinion, unfairly terminated because he was putting out some incredible social commentary about what was happening in the midst of Black Lives Matter and um, all that other anti-police nonsense. He is the author of a book. It's called Never Off Duty, and he started a new life for himself in Idaho. Nate Sylvester, welcome back. How have you been? Thanks, Greg. I've been I've been great. How about you? Pretty good. And uh, listen, we'd love to get your take on, first of all, Memphis. You're an experienced cop. Uh, your commentary is brilliant. But uh, what do you see here, and what was your reaction after you saw it? Well, Greg, I don't think there's anybody with any common sense who disputes that what happened in Memphis to Tyree Nichols was heinous and criminal uh, for, from every aspect, from, from every angle. And uh, I, I've certainly been one of the, one of the ones to, to stand up and speak out against, against those officers for what they did. And, and I, I think what we see here is obviously a lack of, lack of training uh, on the part of these officers. I watched, I watched several different uh, body camera footage vantage points of this incident. And it, it appears to me that these officers had very little arrest and control training. Uh, there's no reason that five officers shouldn't have been able to subdue this man and put him into handcuffs without giving him the severe beating that they did. And, you know, he actually ran away. He got away for a portion of this that that no one talks about. How do you feel about the current push to lessen the requirements to be a police officer in Memphis they actually publicized that you could have a felony conviction on your record and potentially be granted a waiver and still join the force. Um, that can't be good. Well, I don't see, I mean, this is obviously the, the result of policies like that. And I, I don't see how you can reconcile the demand to, uh, for, for police officers to have higher standards and to have quality police officers out on the street while simultaneously demanding to cut funding from police departments uh, that is required to recruit and train those quality candidates and those quality police officers that you want out on the street. You can't have both. And so if you're not willing to fund police departments with the necessary funds that it takes to do that, then one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to have to limit the amount of services, police services that you uh, provide to your community, 
or you're going to have to reduce so you lower your standards. And I think that's what we see here in the, in the case of the Tyree Nichols incident with these Memphis police officers. And from what I'm hearing, they, uh, the city of Memphis actually allowed these five officers to circumvent the normal hiring process put in place by the yeah. Memphis Police Department in order to hire these these five officers based on their race. And the, and the Tyree Nichols incident is the result of that particular practice. So um, imagine that Black Lives Matter summer and all those people yelling and screaming at cops. Uh, we saw millions of those images. Somehow that did not put police departments in their hiring in a good position. Uh, just terrible. Well, listen, uh, you lost your job for some brilliant commentary, and I'd like to play it. Uh, for everybody. It was in the wake of a controversial police shooting in Ohio. Uh, LeBron James had some things to say about it. He didn't think it was done the right way. And uh, let's go ahead and roll the tape, if you don't mind. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron. Hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? And LeBron had some uh, interesting advice for you. We had to keep it a little bit short. We're out of time. Uh, that's That was brilliant. Um, Thank you. You were terminated for that tape. Were you showing up late for work? I mean, what else was going on? <laughs> well, officially on paper, I was fired for violating uh, our department's social media policy, but uh, I'll be quick about this, Greg. I, I policed in a very liberal area. The mayor, the city council members were all Democrats. And of course, that that particular video exposed my conservative political perspective, and they weren't too happy about that. And yeah. that's the real reason I was fired. But it does bring up another interesting point. Well, I, I've, I've heard a lot of people condemning police officers for not holding their own accountable, for not calling out the bad cops. But that video that you just played is an example of why you don't hear cops doing that, because most police officers don't have a platform. The good cops calling out the bad ones never ends up on, on mainstream media. It never goes viral on social media because they either can choose to have a platform on social media or they can choose to have a career in law enforcement. They, they can't have both because, as you saw in my case, I chose to have a platform. I chose to speak out on a matter of public interest, and I got fired for it. Nate Sylvester, your, uh, your life, though, uh, remains interesting. You got this amazing book, Never Off Duty. Uh, I have a copy, by the way. I look forward to it. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate Nate. that, Greg. You bet, sir. And um, to be continued, and we'll be right back. All right, there's Pence's house. Mike Pence's house soon to be inspected by... The FBI. Did you hear about that? They're looking for classified documents. We know he had some. The FBI looking for more. Where else have they been lately? Uh, Joe Biden's Wilmington house. The FBI has been there. The FBI has also been to the Rehoboth Beach house. I think that was yesterday. And of course, Mar-a-Lago. That was the, uh, the real egregious one. My goodness gracious. He was the only one who really had full access to this stuff. The FBI. Are they out of control? In my opinion, they are. Nobody knows the FBI, though, like Howie Carr, host of the Howie Carr Show, conservative radio talk show and news reporter, host and news reporter. Howie, welcome back. Thanks, Greg. So, look, um, I just want your take on this. I know we have a problem with the classified documents, especially Pence, especially Biden, but I'm not comfortable with the FBI running all over the place the way they are. I feel like it's gone to their head. I feel like they're unchecked and uh, they think they're a branch of government. 
Do we have a problem here? I think we do. I mean, just look at the terminology. They uh, they raid Donald Trump's house. They search Joe Biden's uh, offices, his houses. They also search uh, Mike Pence. I guess he's he's on the team. They uh, they talk about the uh, classified documents for Donald Trump. The uh, in uh, in Biden's case, they they get records or documents with classified markings on them. You can you can just tell it from the uh, for, from the way it's uh, the, the way it's worded. There have been no leaks on the uh, Biden uh, doc, the Biden searches, but uh, they uh, they have m multiple leaks uh, on the uh, on the raids on uh, Donald Trump and uh, on Mike Pence. Today, uh, even before it was announced that they were going into uh, into Pence's uh, home, they they uh, CNN had a camera crew set up outside his uh, his offices. So again, they were getting leaks like they were getting before they raided uh, Roger Stone's house down in uh, down in Broward County, Florida. Here, and and you know they've they've got the same uh, the, the same built-in excuses they had during the Russian collusion hoax. They've got a special counsel now that's uh, supposedly investigating the. Uh, uh, the the Biden uh, scandal, and it's the it's the same guy who was uh, you know uh, need uh, up to his eyeballs in the uh, Russian collusion yeah. hoax. A guy named Her, and they say he's a Republican, but you know, hey, I mean, uh, Mueller supposedly was a Republican, Comey was a Republican, Colin Powell was a Republican. That's a uh, convenient uh, excuse. So, like for instance, the National Archives says. We can't turn over the documents to uh, to the Republicans in the House that want to investigate what's in these documents yeah. because there's an ongoing investigation. Does that sound familiar, Greg? You remember resources and methods mm. during the Russian collusion hoax? They couldn't say anything. Now they've got the same excuse set up that that they can't uh, reveal anything huh. that's going on. They can't say anything about sources and methods, but they can tell us all about those tanks and when they're going and where they're going in Ukraine. Very quickly, I'd like to get your take on the new FBI headquarters. The old FBI headquarters, the one they're using right now on Pennsylvania Avenue, is already humongous. It's right between the White House and the Capitol. Two city distant. blocks. Huh? Two city blocks. Two city but blocks. They, but the new one got, is going to be bigger. Where is it going to be and what do you know about it? The, the new one, they've got three different locations, one of which is the old Landover Mall in Maryland. That's 80 acres. Uh, by contrast, the Pentagon, this is one of the three places they're looking at. By contrast, the Pentagon, which I always thought was the world's largest office building or office complex, 29 acres. So that's more than two and a half times it. It's uh, the, the Kremlin, the entire Kremlin in Moscow, seat of Russian government, is 66 acres, oh and uh, this would, these right. would be bigger, this much is, bigger. This is a case for Jim Jordan. I hope he's on it. I really do. Sorry we're uh, short on time, but Howie Carr, we appreciate it so much. We love your show, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Thanks for your help on this AT&T censorship stuff. We're fighting it. DirecTV, what they did to us, pulling us off 13 million customers' systems. That's crazy. And you can help us fight censorship, okay? There was no basis for their decision, none. Uh, you can call these numbers or you can go to IWantNewsMax.com. We so appreciate it. We're fighting for free speech. Join us, and we'll see you tomorrow.